Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. Happy New Year. On the first day of each month, we review the book of the month. This is the first day of the new year and the first day of the month. Our book this month is called Noise, A Flaw in Human Judgment by Daniel Kahneman, Olivier Siboney, and Cass Sunstein. In order to be considered worthy of book of the month, the book has to meet a very simple criteria. It has to be either impactful enough that it can change your life or your perspective on the world. Now, of course, whether it does or not is entirely up to you. If you consume the book as a piece of entertainment, well, you're missing the point. But if you internalize it, you have a realistic shot at some growth. And our book this month is absolutely worthy of book of the month. The author, Daniel Kahneman, he's an author. He's a psychologist and an economist notable for his work on hedonic psychology, psychology of judgment and decision-making. He's also known for his work in behavioral economics, for which he was awarded the Nobel Prize in Economic Sciences back in 2002. He's also the author of Thinking Fast and Slow, which we reviewed on the show last year. In this book, the authors make the distinction between different sources of deviation from the ideal target. The most obvious source of error, and often the most talked about, is bias. But in many cases, noise can be as large as bias when it comes to introducing error or any other unwanted form of variation. To experience how noise and bias contribute to error, the authors invite you to play a little game that maybe takes less than a minute to perform. And if you have a smartphone or the stopwatch, you probably have a lap function on on that stopwatch. It enables you to measure consecutive time intervals without stopping the stopwatch or even looking at the display. So the goal of the exercise is to produce five consecutive laps of exactly 10 seconds without looking at your phone. Now, you might want to observe a 10-second interval a few times before you begin. And after you perform the exercise, look at the lap durations recorded on the phone. You'll see that the laps are not at all exactly 10 seconds. In fact, they vary quite a bit and over a substantial range. You would have tried to reproduce the exact same timing but you are unable to do so. And that variation that you could not control is an example of noise. The author's initial encounter with noise first triggered their interest in the topic was somewhat accidental, involving an insurance company that had engaged the consulting firm in which two of the authors were affiliated. The findings show the magnitude of the problem of noise in a for-profit business that stands to lose a lot of money from noisy decisions. Their experience with the insurance company helps explain the problem, which is often unseen and what might be done about it. Wherever there's judgment, there is noise, and there's a lot more of it than you think. Specifically, what they were asked was, what would be the difference between two insurance quotes as a percentage of the average for the same coverage under the same circumstances? The authors asked numerous executives in the company for their answers, and in subsequent years, they obtained estimates from a wide variety of people in different professions. Surprisingly, one answer is clearly more popular than others. Most executives in the insurance company guessed that the variation would be 10% or less. And then when they went on to ask 828 CEOs and senior executives from a variety of industries how much variation they expected to find in similar expert judgments, 10% was also the median answer and the most frequent one. The second most popular was 15%. Well, their noise audit found much greater differences. By their measure, the median difference in underwriting was 55%, about five times as large as was expected by most people, including the company's executives. That means, for example, when one underwriter sets a premium of 9500 the variation came in, on average, much, much higher. You could expect to see quotes as high as 16700 for the exact same coverage. When it came to claims adjusters, the median ratio was 43%, also a very wide variation. 
Another illustration of the issue rose when they presented their findings to senior management of an asset management firm, and it prompted them to run their own exploratory noise audit. They asked 42 experienced investors in the firm to estimate the fair market value of a stock. The investors based their analysis on a one-page description of the business. The data included a simplified profit and loss, a balance sheet, and cash flow statements for the past three years, as well as projections for the next two. The median noise and valuation, measured in the same way as the insurance company, was 41%. Those large differences among investors in the same firm using the same valuation methods cannot be good news, and the implications for us as real estate investors should be clear as well. Part of it has to do with the fact that we hold a single interpretation of the world around us at any one given point in time, and we normally invest little effort in generating plausible alternatives to that worldview. One interpretation's enough, and we experience it as true. We don't go through life imagining alternative ways of seeing what we see. The more experienced the subject, the more confident they are in their opinion of value. Confidence is nurtured by the subjective experience of judgments that are made with increasing fluency and ease, in part because they resemble judgments made in similar cases over the past, made in similar cases in the past. Over time, the underwriter or the asset manager learned to agree with their past self, and their confidence in their judgments increased. They gave no indication that after their initial apprenticeship phase, they had in fact learned to check and agree with others. They didn't check to see the extent to which they agreed with those others in the company, or even they tried to prevent practices from drifting away from those golden standards within the company if there ever was a golden standard. Now, matters of judgment differ from opinion or taste, in which unresolved differences are in fact completely acceptable. It's obvious that a consistent bias can also produce costly errors. So, for example, if a scale adds a constant amount to your weight, or if an enthusiastic manager routinely predicts the projects will take half the time when they end up really taking double, or if a timid executive is unduly pessimistic about the future year after year, the result will be numerous mistakes. But noise can produce costly errors as well. And if a manager often predicts that projects will take half the time, and occasionally they predict that it'll take twice the actual time, it's not really helpful, because they aren't really right on average. The different errors do add up. They don't cancel each other out. So an important question then is how and how much do both bias and noise contribute to error? Even basketball players shooting from the foul line rarely make the exact same shot every time. Even Shaquille O'Neal had a record of 53% from the free throw line. But when we think about the physical activity of a free throw, the outcome makes sense. But we don't attach the same expectation of variability to mental activity. In reality, our opinions do change without apparent reason. That holds true even for matters of careful considered judgment by professional experts. For example, it's common to obtain significantly different diagnoses from the same physicians when they're presented twice with the same case. When wine experts at a major competition tasted the same wines twice, they only scored 18% of the wines identically, and those were usually the worst ones. So this book underscored for me something that's hidden in plain sight, and it's rarely talked about. These variations are often extreme, and they appear everywhere judgments are made. You see them in medicine, in hiring and firing, in the criminal justice system, and in investments. They're pretty much everywhere. So as you think about that, and as you go into 2024, go get a copy of Noise by Daniel Kahneman, Olivier Siboni, and Cass Sunstein. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. 